0: I'm Lenny Kluge.
1: We are two immigrants living in Chile, bringing you information on news, cultural topics, travel, business, and more.
0: The Chile Today podcast is the first ever bi-weekly English news podcast.
1: For more information about the news topics you will hear today, check out our news affiliate, ChileToday.cl.
0: If you have any questions, stories to share, or just want to say hi, message us on Instagram at ChileTodayPodcast or email us at ChileTodayPodcast at gmail.com.
1: If you're feeling generous, rate and review us so that more people can find our podcast. Okay, we started, we're, just like we're a, starting? We're
0: just we might as well just We might as well just leave the shit in So
1: many movies I gotta watch. Okay, so hey hey Lenny, what's going on? Hi, I'm, I'm
0: fine. How are you doing? <laughs> Reminiscing about movies and series there that There are so many
1: movies and series we have to watch. Well... I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm pretty caught up, or I'm trying to catch up. I'm pretty good about movies and series, but you're real behind because you're old.
0: I'm old and I'm busy. Excuse me. I I'm got busy shit too, to do. but I.
1: I have important. You things. You make times. <laughs> I make time for important yeah. things in my life, like. Watching, making sure I've seen every single Marvel series that exists. Oh, you
0: yeah, know, I feel like I gotta take a week off or something just to just be like, okay, now The Witcher, now.
1: Ah, oh, The Witcher's MCU, so good, season two of The Witcher. I don't know what. And, uh. Surprisingly, this is a podcast about Chile, not about <laughs> media and movies. And, well, it, can, and it can be
0: whatever you want it to be. So let's just, you know what? We're gonna change the topic now.
1: <laughs> so, wait, so, okay, so what have you been up to in the city these days?
0: Oh, it's been Christmasing, x a lot. So, mm. how, how was your holidays?
1: Oh, it was it was a holiday. It and was a vacation? <laughs> uh, so my vacation was amazing. I went to Mexico for two weeks, and I just relaxed, and I slept, and went on some food tours, ate a lot of food. My pants a little bit tighter, but Mexican food. hashtag worth it. Vale la pena, as they say. Valle la pena. Yeah, and yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> I was just like, I really hope our listeners, if this is the first time, they don't think actually talk like that. So I felt a little obligated to... To be like I don't actually talk like that, so yeah, I'm glad you've been you've had a great holiday. Yeah, I got Um, a lot.
0: I got a lot of socks for Christmas.
1: But is that a good thing? Yeah, you know, like
0: I I used to think it's very cliche, which it absolutely is. But then it's like you can't can't do nothing wrong with socks.
1: You can't do nothing wrong with socks. Surprisingly, I'm the person from the south of the U.S. and you're. It's
0: just rubbing off.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Let's not talk about rubbing off right now, okay? nice. So, uh, before we get straight into our news for today, we have some event announcements to tell you guys about for upcoming things happening in January. So, we have a friend named Mateos who's doing um, stand-up comedy. It is in Spanish, but... um, if you are bilingual, you speak Spanish, you wanna practice your Spanish in a really cool way. There's a show at this bar called Bar Bestia every Tuesday this month. It starts at seven thirty and it costs four thousand pesos and I believe you can pay at the door. Mm-hmm. So that's that.
0: Actually let me just add to that. It's it's not only stand up comedy. I actually talked to him about it oh, a, yeah. a little bit and it's he showed me a few bits and pieces. It's more of a, an
1: like a digital Audio visual
0: experience yeah like a digital
1: interactive thing that's also comedic yeah. like I definitely want to go yeah
0: i absolutely going to go because I think like in a way and I don't use this word lightly it's kind of revolutionary if you will in this space because I've never seen anything like that before so I think it's going to be really fun
1: I'm excited about it and to book every Tuesday in Barbestia, Bestia you, it's got to be pretty good Yeah. because it's a, it's a really good bar so that bar is near Plaza for no. A, no it's not oh no, no, shut, no, it's up, my my shut up shut up shut up it's <laughs> <laughs> near Metro Monomont. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, and then our next event that myself and Pinguino are hosting is a horrible movie night, which some people think is really cool sounding. Some people don't get it. It's where we, <laughs> it's where we watch a horrible movie. And it's really that simple. It's really that simple. It's it's fun because it's a really casual way to meet new people and to laugh. And I it's intentionally hor- like that we're watching horrible movies so we can laugh at them and it's a free event it's going to be at the black rock on january 13th and we're watching the alligator people which is a 1959 like horror movie oh, it's situation It's like, like a yeah. black and white
0: kind of thingy. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: so it's going to be so good it's free and it's you just go to the bar you can you know drink some beers if you want like eat some food um you know whatever you want to do hang out it's going to be a good time super chill laid back so that's on the 13th of january um, all of this all of these events we're gonna post on our page. So or if you have questions you can message us at Chile Today Podcast on Instagram or Chile Today Podcast at Gmail So the last event that we have that's already been planned is actually all three of us, Pinguino, Lenny, and myself, are coordinating a bilingual trivia night. It's really fun. You create a team, I believe, of up to three people this month, and you answer questions on a piece of paper for different rounds, one round English, one Spanish, and they alternate like that. And each round, there's a winner who wins prizes. There's different topics. It's really fun. Again, a way to meet people. If you're confused or have questions, message us at Chile Podcast on Instagram or at Chile... No, Chile Podcast at Yeah.
0: And that being said, usually the trivia night is a very popular event, so... You have
1: to make a reservation.
0: And make it soon, because yeah. these tables are gone in a in a jiffy
1: in a jiffy jeff yeah it's a popular event so um the the horrible movie night's more casual so usually there's seats available there you do have to have your pasta de mobilidad your mobility pass um to come to any of the events so keep that in mind um especially as we begin talking about covid right about now okay covid news lenny Pull up your socks that you got for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Listen with your ears, your ear holes to our COVID news. So there's actually quite a few things to talk about with COVID. If you're living in Chile, you're lucky because we have been rated, if you don't know, the number one country in the world to live in during Omicron or like the safest country, the country that's most ready to combat Omicron, I guess, kind of like. Yeah,
0: I think they call it the the COVID-19 Resilience ranking.
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But this was specifically for Omicron, and it says Chile is the number one country in the world. Yeah. We're not the number one country for vaccination rates. Um, we're number four, Some, I apparently. Read, I read
0: number two, but...
1: I read this article today, for, and it was from six hours the okay. ago when was I read it. it. Was, it
0: Bloomberg? was it a Bloomberg study? Or... Yeah. Yeah, right there. Well, either way, we're doing pretty good, guys.
1: So. We're doing pretty good, whether it's two or four. Yeah.
0: Tomato, um, tomato.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, so we're number four in the world with, um, with immunization. I think maybe one of the reasons we're falling behind is because of the third dose that maybe they're now taking into consideration the third dose because... A million Chileans will lose their mobility pass starting on January first because they don't have their third dose.
0: Million Chilean.
1: Million million Chilean. Million Chilean. So, uh, if you are listening to this and you live in Chile and you haven't gotten your third dose, guys, you're gonna lose your mobility pass come January first. Get on you know, it. I mean,
0: that being said, we're pretty we're doing pretty well with the booster shot too. I mean I think we're one yeah. of the first countries to actually have the I mean, I got my booster.
1: Yeah, yeah, I boosted. Like, I got
0: booster before my parents got booster back there in, in good old Germany, so... Yeah, yeah, I think
1: that's just Chile in general, though. We're above the... We're literally above the curve. Above the fray. Above the... We flattened... Well, we flattened the curve. Um,
0: Still doing a pretty, pretty good well. job there. Yeah, yeah, we have
1: about... We have an average of about 1,200-ish cases per day in the country. Uh, we were down to below 1,000 before Christmas, but because of elections and things like that and Christmas, we're yeah. up to 1,200-ish each day.
0: Yeah, but also yeah, I mean you you gotta you gotta take this with a grain of salt because like testing has gone down a lot also sure. because of uh, because of the the Christmas season. Yeah. Now I think we're not maybe not at an all time low, but at a pretty low point. in when when it comes to testing.
1: Uh, yeah, there's a some sometimes there's a huge turn up because nobody works on Christmas, so there's a backlog. So then. So then there's a spike. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, but I I think the number that you need to be looking at right now is the positivity rate, which thankfully has gone down consistently over the last couple of weeks. I think right as of today, we are 2.13%, which is pretty good because that one has been in decline from about 3.5 in Mm mid-November. So not too bad, not too shabby.
1: We have 90% of our population vaccinated with at least one vaccine. But at this point, having only one vaccine is just really not enough. You got to get that. You got to get your two vaccines. You got to get your booster. I mean, obviously, you can't get three vaccines at once. So consult with your doctor for how to do that. Yeah, I'm not it.
0: Yep. And actually, to back this point up, um, be aware that the Omicron variant is rising, too, right now. And you might not notice it because I've read that also a lot of the... Um, basically a lot of the infections are asymptomatic. Like mm-hmm. I read they're this
1: really al- apparently like super chilled. Like, yeah, I read, I read an article front.
0: from about one or two weeks ago and they said like fifty twenty five percent of the of the infections are asymptomatic and then I read another article today and then that number actually went up to thirty four. So yeah. You yeah, might mean, not even know that you're sick. Not yeah. get
1: tested. One of the problems for example in the US is that there is not a lot of testing going on and it's like ravaging the US. Like they have I think they broke a record yesterday with the highest cases, but that's still with as low as the U.S. testing goes. I mean, the U.S. is very – if you're living in the U.S., I hate to break it to you, but you guys Sorry. are real slow on tests. <laughs> I mean, I traveled all over the state of Arkansas to get a PCR, and they were like, it'll be ready in four days. And I'm like, what are you talking about? How can it be four days before I get a <laughs> PCR welcome. test? Like. What are, like, I don't even understand how that can even exist. Like, how many people can you infect in four days? Yeah,
0: four days, that's actually a lot. I mean, when I was in the U.S., it was usually ready by the next day, I
1: mean. It's 24 hours to, and because it depends on the, the, are, the backlog, right? well, Arkansas, one, rural, yeah, yeah. and so there's probably limited limited labs right. and all sorts of things. But, I mean, and they also call, co- now, the PCRs in the U.S. cost, like, over $200. Shoof. And so they're only doing rapid exams, or, like, most people are getting rapid exams. And as we have seen, yeah. those rapid exams got a lot of false positives and all kinks uh, going on. And also, they
0: don't work for traveling if you're planning on coming no, to Chile. No, no.
1: For ch- coming to Chile, you can't do mm. a rapid exam. That's something you need to keep in mind if you're planning on traveling. here. You have to get a PCR, and then you got to figure out how to get a PCR quickly mm. because... Um, you can't have, it can't be more than what, 72 hours old by the yep. time you take off when you come to Chile. Yeah. yeah. And then That's you'll true. have to take another one when you get here. So something that was hilarious that I read in the New York Times about COVID in Chile, there was a New York Times reporter.
0: <laughs> I think the words hilarious and COVID should be in one sentence, no, but it was okay. hilarious.
1: Yeah. Okay. So there was a New York Times reporter. He came to Chile to cover different things. I don't know what he was covering, but he was, he wrote the article about COVID in Chile. COVID. I, I guess, but he was like, I went to a winery, and so I was like, okay, you're doing COVID in Chile, and he was like, I was so impressed that even at the winery, all the Chileans kept their masks on. They must really be sticklers for rules. And I was like, girl, no.
0: Yeah, but he, but he's he's striking he he struck a nerve there because that's actually something that I also noticed that people here keep their mask because I think you're. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're not even legally required to wear your masks outside anymore. People still do it, though. And even if they don't, nobody cares. I mean, it's not that I never see anybody without a I think like, still mask. have
1: to. We still have mask mandates. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not pretty, 100% I'm sure, sure about outside,
0: though. I'm pretty yeah? sure.
1: We still have mask mandates everywhere, because yeah. that wasn't a change when they changed the laws. Yes. Well, they said we're like maintaining mask mandates, which makes me think right. that it's... That it's still everywhere because right. I didn't see any changes to that.
0: Well, if if you guys know any any better, yeah, right no. in, let us People, know. You know but to weigh you in? know, but be this as it may, like be this as it may. Like the thing is that, okay, you see a couple of guys without masks and nobody says but something. It's but it's someone like you, on a
1: bike or something. Yeah, I mean,
0: like honestly, like when I'm on a bike and I wear my sunglasses, I take off my mask because you know I'm not gonna see shit. Yeah. Because my, my glasses are going to get all fucked when up. I pull,
1: it's, it's summer, yeah, so I'll pull, pull my mask down, down a yeah. little if I don't see anybody. Right. But if I see somebody close, like I'm about to walk past yeah. someone, I yeah. put my mask yeah. back on.
0: And that's thing, okay. My point is that, like, everybody still wears the mask outside. And no, and nobody, nobody's actually complaining nobody about it. Nobody
1: gives a shit. Like, that's the thing. Is it's <laughs> like, not like this would never happen in the deal. States or in Germany. And I don't think it has anything to do with people being like that. That's the thing that made me laugh. Is I think it has nothing to fucking do with following rules. Because Chile does not give a shit about rules. It's more about just like, if this isn't a fucking big deal. Like, wear the mask. Also, I don't want to fucking get sick, and I don't want you to get fucking sick. Like, I don't think it has anything to do with rules more than it's just like why the fuck not. Yeah. What would people say oh, we yeah. you're so right. Okay, so Pinguino made a good point. Like Chileans, we've talked about that be- this before in um one of our other episodes about like the things you think about Chileans or the things that are actually true or not true about Chileans. Is Chileans are very sh- like they have a lot of shame. So I think Pinguino's right on the mark when he says I think Chileans are embarrassed of the idea that somebody's gonna judge them if they're not wearing a mask. But I'm not like that and I still wear my mask. Yeah, outside. and be, I think
0: also it's not it's not a it hasn't been turned into a political issue to the same degree no. as it has been turned to a political issue in the US or in Germany or whatever. Because again you know? nobody
1: it's just nobody because, gives a shit. Yeah,
0: because in the US it's kinda like if you wear a mask or don't wear a mask, it's like a statement, you know? Like it's like freedom. Yeah, and it's just like, no, no, it's just let's just wear your fucking mask, you know, just don't be a dick.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and I don't I don't get it. Like I mean again, you might be like, Oh, it doesn't matter, you're walking outside Again, something someone close to me said recently with how emotional the pandemic has been. Okay, that noise was Lenny cracking his fingers like a dope. Like a manly man. Like a manly man. Like a a bruh. Okay, so one of my friends said that there's some, as selfish as people have been during the pandemic, it's nice to see people wearing masks because, you know, like that person is in some way, like, respecting your space and respecting you because it's like, yeah, I don't want to get sick, but I'm also cool with you not getting sick. Because when you see somebody that's not wearing a mask in a closed space, you're kind of like, "Bro, okay, fuck me then, I guess." Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Either way, I don't know about you, but I think like I'm right now we're doing
1: 22. what no. is okay. that a song? Okay,
0: good. <laughs> like right now we're doing we're doing pretty well. My personal outlook and call me jaded. I think. Hey, jaded. We're gonna. Age oh God, such jaded. a dead. So <laughs> I think we're gonna g- be good until like mid to end February, and then we're gonna be fucked again because then what's everybody coming. This is when everybody's coming back from their beach vacation. Yeah, but they've and,
1: already talked about the fourth dose. We're, we're they're gonna start implementing the fourth yeah, dose. Post and then vacation.
0: we'll see. And then we'll see. Yeah, but that's gonna take a while. It's not like everybody's getting the fourth dose on the same day. You know, that's gonna take um, a while to um, implement. And also, then we'll see how effective the vaccines are against the Omicron variant.
1: Omicron. 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 Well, they're saying it's pretty good. Yeah. So like, I mean,
0: I hope I'm wrong, man. <laughs> it's not that I'm really I mean, betting on this. Again,
1: COVID is gonna be in our lives forever now, and I'm I would mm. not like with the like. So right now, the U.S. is quote unquote going back into quarantine, which is bullshit because if you're from the U.S., I am you don't know what I quarantine will is. You, you guys don't know what quarantine is. We were in quarantine for six months, unable to leave our apartments. I didn't see these two guys organically for like a year. Ah, <laughs> uh, and Pinguino literally lives a block away from the me. Flesh. So. So, okay, A- anyway, so again, it wouldn't surprise me if we have to go back at some point, but it would be, it'll be so much shorter, I think. Anyway, that's uh, that's the update for COVID stuff. What do you got for me?
0: Well, I got, oh man, I got so much right now, but let's talk about the most important thing. So something happened actually on December 16th, uh, Mrs. Lucia Iriert died.
1: 99 years 99 young. 99 years old,
0: young. Actually, she, she just had a birthday, I think, a few days, like a week before she passed away. Oh, my God. She turned 99, so, so she wasn't even close to making 100. If you don't know who Lucia Iriart is, she is the widow of Chile's former dictator Augusto Pinochet.
1: Mm-hmm. People have been waiting a long time for that. Yeah, and she
0: has been... Okay, if you don't know that, like, I think she has been admitted to the ICU, like, f- throughout the last 10 years, like, and I don't know, 50 so many, times like, and everybody's going to so be like, she's gonna... was like,
1: is she dead? Or, or there have been, like, <laughs> there have been, like, chats. I know this sounds really insensitive, but she was, like, she actually helped facilitate murder of a lot of people. So for reasons that are obvious, people were really, well, she was never arrested, never charged with anything. So a lot of people were, like, just die. Like, and it was... As you know, there's all these jokes in Chile. Like, there's been a Facebook event that's been... It's, how old is that Facebook event? Like, 10 years old? Oh, yeah, on well, the Twitter Facebook, account. <laughs> there's, a, there's a 10-year-old Facebook event that's like, when she dies, every Chilean yeah. is going to go to the streets and party. And it's like you like accept the invitation to go to the party in the streets <laughs> in Plaza de la, de la Dignidad when she dies. And so this was a big deal yeah, for oh, a lot that, of people. That, that Twitter
0: account that the I Twitter didn't know about, which is like... Hashtag uh, just like freely translated. Has she died yet? And then it posted every day like no, every no, single no, day the no, Twitter account that posted. Was, no. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> I don't know what
0: happened to the account now. But <laughs> it's it probably just retired.
1: C C. See every day, and it's like oh. Oh it's, yeah, is that, is it has got going. Yes, it just, be a bot by now. <laughs> I don't. I'm for. I don't know. Whoever whoever made that was dedicated. Right. But oh my gosh, it's so funny. So yeah, funny. so
0: she she passed away on on December sixteenth, which actually coincided with the day that the political campaigning came to an end. Yeah, it was like
1: the end of the campaign. Which was just like
0: wow, th- these guys went out with a bang, you know? Uh-huh. It was really.
1: Uh, she was like, coincidentally shot to death. No, I'm just kidding. She wasn't. She died. She <laughs> died of like. <laughs> Of, like, of compl- be of old. being old. Being 99. Be 99 I mean, that was
0: okay to go. You know, she was old. So, yeah. So, that was basically, yeah, the last day of campaigning and, like, literally three days before the run of elections, which was just yeah. like, whoa. You which, couldn't have picked a better or worse time to die. Gonna... It depends on your perspective, you know.
1: Right. And which, if you're waiting for us to talk about the elections, don't worry. That's our main yeah, topic. That's, that's We're getting funny. past the, like, other updates of news. Yeah. And then our main topic for today is... Is Boric basically.
0: And so, of course, like this whole death has sparked some controversy because, like, uh, there were a few (laughs) tweets from Flying Boric's team, especially from Caru Cariola, who was tweeting something. She wasn't even celebrating her death, she was just like, that's this old woman, she died, and she, she has done this and this and this yeah, and she yada, represented yada, yada.
1: Fascism in the country. Yeah, and then
0: uh, Mario Sports from Renovacion Nacional, which is the center right part, he he criticized his team for like celebrating her death, and I was like, you know, people been spoke. planning
1: this celebration for like thirty, like s- s- since before, forever. Yeah.
0: and look, like me personally, I don't do celebrating. Deaths. He doesn't celebrate every... Yeah, he's yeah, German, I'm, he's I'm a robot, serious. I'm a robot. No, it's just, it's just a weird thing for me to do, but I get it if people do celebrate here certain things, but like what, what Carol Cariola tweeted there, it was not at all celebrating. And Boric no. even less so. He said something along the lines, uh, what was it? He said, like, uh, freely translated, he said, Lucia Irat died unpunished, I will not celebrate her death, but neither her impunity. That's all he said. Like Yeah, and of course they're like, that.
1: how dare he... And then of course Lucia's family was like we're we're in pain. And I'm like, you know what who was in pain? All the people who were tortured and murdered because of her actions, okay? Yeah. So the family of the tortured and murdered people that are still alive can do whatever they want to and yeah. you know, you don't get to bitch about it. She lived 99 years, you had her for 99 years. You know. <laughs> Let go. Let go. <laughs> Just shut up. Shut
0: up. Well, and Cast actually, he decided not to politicize this whole thing. So he was like, "I'm not going to go to the funeral." His official declaration was, uh, "I don't know." I am not surprised he didn't go to the funeral because he had to remember for the runoff, he had to appeal to the center, and that would have might have you know, that would have been a bad bad image for him. (laughs) <laughs> for certain voters from the center his official declaration was just like well I don't know the family we don't have any connections so you know I don't want to I don't want to intrude <laughs> like into he has like partied
1: at Pinochet's house like he was yeah, literally one of the faces but... of this, the sea movement okay whatever Yeah, uh, but
0: okay so that was his take on this whole thing but yeah she did
1: she she died okay well uh, I have less uh, uh, I think less political news which is the Enel team secured green hydrogen support in Chile which this is very dry news, but for those of you who know things about Ooh, green, green hydrogen. hydrogen. Hmm. So Enel Green Power Chile and Highly inav- Innovative Fuels, HIF, have secured financial support for the Faro del Sur Green wait, 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 Hydrogen wait,
0: wait, Project wait, wait, in Chile. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. H- HIF! What, highly Innovative, that's actually their name?
1: Highly Innovative Fuels. Um, that
0: is so on the nose. I'm
1: pretty sure... Sh- yeah, 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 because this <laughs> is not in- Oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. HIF. What a name. <laughs> Um, Sorry, go on. No, you're good. <laughs> so uh, they've secured financial support for Faro del Sur Green Hydrogen Project in Chile. The duo have been awarded close to one point, wait, nope, $16.9 million um, through what's called the First Call for Green Hydrogen Project funding in Chile. That's okay. a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Organized by the country's production development corporation, Corfo. Enel said that the purpose of the funding is to accelerate the implementation of initiatives contributing to the energy transition to carbon neutrality. Faro del Sur is the largest initiative and the only one in the Magallanes region to obtain funding. It added, the project is expected to produce 25,000 tons of green hydrogen a year, though the generation of wind power and the installation of electrolyzers, electrolyzers with a capacity of approximately 241 MWs
0: like, Megawatts.
1: Mega, ooh, thank you. EGP Chile Business Development Manager Fernando Mesa said, This marks the new step forward for a project that will produce green hydrogen through the wind powered electrolysis process. I don't know if that's his voice, but that's what I'm giving him. <laughs> it's a process that demonstrates our commitment to promoting innovative solutions that contribute to the sustainable development of the country. HIF.
0: Totally talks like that.
1: Yep. I don't know if you've—if this is the first time you're listening to us. We are not very serious news people. What? We, if you want real serious news, go to our what? news affiliate, chiletoday.co. I'm
0: absolutely serious. I'm a professional. Excuse me.
1: I'm a professional, too. Okay. Just not in this field. Just not in this field. <laughs> <laughs> HIF Global Chief Executive Clara Bauman said these types of incentives are one more step towards a sustainable economy that will help position Chile as one of the top producers of green hydrogen. And it's derivatives in the world. If you can't see me, I'm doing like a power pose. Because that's how I imagine is that her. Is how your power pose
0: looks like? <laughs> it is. It's, it's pretty pathetic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at me. The Corfo Fund awarded a total of $50 million and received applications from 12 national and foreign companies interested in developing and executing green hydrogen production projects in Chile. One of the requirements to participate in the process was that the projects consider an electrolyzer capacity of at least 10 megawatts. Additionally, the commissioning of the project must not take place after 31st of December 2025. So, green hydrogen.
0: For the wind. For the
1: wind. For- nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, there we go. Uh, Chile doing what it does, which is, le- you know, leaning on green initiatives, which, of course, in reality, are good investments for Chile, financially. Yeah.
0: I mean, if... if- if that's a win-win, I mean, if those hey. two pay, why not? You know, yeah. might as well. Yep, so, yep, yep. do it. Well, since you're talking about, uh, what's, what's the technical term? Energy carriers, energy sources, whatever. We're well, I got, another, I, got, I, got a, I got another one for you. Mm-hmm. So, you might have heard of Lipigas, which is one of the big three yes. of Big Gas. Gasco, big Gasco. Gas. So, we got Gasco, Abastible, and then there's Lipigas. Lipigas. I don't know who's the biggest one, but they might be.
1: I'm going to say Gasco, only because I like them. Gasco, Gasco, Gasco. The
0: guy who goes out in the street the selling guy? the whole thing. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <Selling> the gasco
0: <laughs> Gasco, Gasco. Yeah. So, Lipigas could slap with a fine of 189 million pesos, because what, what, what did they do? Well, they were accused of stashing away more than 20,000 gas cylinders of a, of a local cheaper competitor which is called Gas HN, in the Maule region like, which is down south. Okay. So what happens there is that usually customers of this local uh, of this local um gas company they habitually return empty gas cylinders to lippy gas reps because it's just easier. Sure. So they make use of the infrastructure which I guess is I mean, it kind of makes sense if you think about like telecommunication carriers, they usually just also use their, like each other's
1: phone yeah, lines sure. or so whatever.
0: I guess it's, they have like kind of a similar so deal. So they
1: hid the gas can, so like to like make a shortage? Well, that's
0: not what they said because they were like, no, no, we down. didn't, but you know, like, it's it, 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 it smells. We, f- yeah.
1: we, s- we found a warehouse full of... Exactly.
0: So yeah, <laughs> so basically, the, so, so the deal is that Libigas needs to report at least once a month the number of third party cylinders on their hands, which they didn't do, you know, mm. And basically, Libigas had twenty thousand cylinders of <gasps> twenty yeah, thousand. That's not of, like of eighteen; gas, it's H-A-N-E. like twenty thousand. And gas A-A-N only had six thousand on stock. so Oh
1: my god! That's, what fucker! And that's
0: of course that drives up the price, right? Because you know you have less to offer, so you gotta up, up the price, which is kind of crucial because like the gas China is a lot cheaper than than big gas. Like, you know, Lippigas Abestible and Gasco. So like the fifteen kilogram cylinder that mm-hmm. Gas off, offers is about what they say, like seven thousand nine hundred and ninety pesos cheaper than the one from oh Abastible, which is round about twenty percent if I got that right. So that's that's a big difference. That's a
1: big difference.
0: And of course, the gas talks like the missing monthly report up to an administrative error, and they said that they have returned
1: eighteen thousand e- e- or
0: twenty thousand. Well, they, no, no, the mis they, that they didn't report it. They said, "Okay, that my bad, doesn't happen again." But they said that, they, that they've returned all the cylinders to Gasachéenne, which, according to them, were exactly two thousand three hundred sixty-eight. They don't really know what happened to the to the, the other like seventeen thousand something. Yeah, no, it's just like. Them. It's not very believable if you ask no. me but well, talking about collusion.
1: <laughs> yeah, and well and you know the another thing that is kind of horrible about the thing is people who have to use those gas canisters are not usually people from really nice like it's poorer people typically are the ones that have to buy or people who live in older buildings have to use those yeah. gas they're Happy if
0: uh, they have a cheaper alternative.
1: Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. because the times in my life when I've had to use gasco or whatever were the places the oh, times when the I restful. lived in older buildings or neighborhoods that were poorer and, like, in the regions, a lot of people in the regions use gas canisters to heat their homes or to run their grills in or... In the sticks. Yeah. Like, and so it's not, like, we're not talking about, like, they're just taking advantage of everyone. They're It's a targeting specifically, like, poorer people who that 20% up, they feel that 20% bump. Yeah. Really, really, like, yeah. significantly. I just, they
0: just didn't probably, they didn't like another company undercutting their prices. Oh. That's that's how this sounds to me. Okay. But yeah, you got something else?
1: Yeah. So um, sad news. The Chilean mm. government is declaring a state of emergency, or not a state of emergency, but an emergency for forest fires. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, please, state not of, again. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> There's already a state of emergency for the south, but this is a different emergency because of forest fires. Fires? What? Forest fires in the central and southern parts of Chile. So. If you know anything about Chile, you know that we have a big problem with forest fires because we have had droughts for a long time. Um, so we're having them again, our annual forest fires. Well,
0: if you're from California, you'd be like, Psh, you call that a forest fire?
1: I mean, I don't know. That one year, we had to have people from all over the world come with their tankers to like put out the fires. What was it, 2016, <laughs> be like, 17? We got to be in
0: California. What are we doing here? Yeah, it was like
1: 2016 or 17. that We had people... We had, like, they requested firefighters from, like, Spain and Mexico and the U.S., mm. and they, like, people donated planes to, like, put them Australia. out. It was so bad. Yeah, yeah Australia. So many things. Yeah. No, I think
0: this year it's actually uh, – I've heard somewhere that it's 300% more than last year. The
1: forest war. fires? Yeah,
0: it's just crazy. It's getting worse by the year.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Climate
0: change is real, people.
1: Yeah, I think we just have less things to burn now because everything just burned down. Yeah, okay. It,
0: it, like, honestly, at some point, I'm just like – you hear like about forest fires in different regions of the world every year, and they say every year it's getting worse. And I'm just thinking,
1: well, how do like, we have grass? Yes, yeah, like,
0: how do you have anything left by now? This has been going on forever. Well, you know,
1: <laughs> we've talked about it in our environmental episode about the reason we have so many forest fires in Chile. It's not just due to the drought; it's also due to the dictatorship. Post uh, posting what planting? Too much millennialism. Planting eucalyptus trees and pine trees, which grow really fast. Uh-huh. But they did it for industries, but they ex- they suck the water out of the ground uh-huh. to the native trees, which are more resistant to the forest fires, but the pines and the eucalyptus burn very quickly, and they're not native to Chile. Did you not know this? I You didn't I, listen to our episode? That was before Lenny's I time. Di-
0: I, I did, but I, but I can't, you know, I don't remember everything. So okay, I... well,
1: the dictatorship posted this to like create a lumber industry, and now it's contributing horribly to um the forest fires because they are extremely dry and they suck the moisture also out of the ground and it's it's a bad thing the more you know the more you know the more you grow so anyway in the wake of massive forest fires in quillon in the nubile region um chilean agriculture minister maria emilia undurraga declared an agriculture emergency on tuesday local authorities reported that several regions face an extreme crisis of water due to lack of rainfall resulting in the rapid spread of forest fires. Undraga said the country is affected by 179 forest fires, which have reached over two, 20,000 hectares of land between the center and southern parts of the nation. She said, after consulting with the Emergency Operational Committee, we have decided to decree an agricultural emergency for the Quillon um, Comuna, which has 2,100 hectares affected as a result of the forest fires that have affected the area. That was her tweet. So Minister of Interior Rodrigo Delgado also arrived in Kion on Tuesday. So that's this past Tuesday. So it would have been the 28th um, to take stock of situations and lead an emergency committee formed to deal with the forest fires. It is necessary here to mention that due to the possibility of disaster, several regions across the country are under different types of alerts and of many other regions that have been marked at the maximum alert level. Most fire incidents occur in sparsely populated wooded areas, Putting the urban areas at risk as fires can quickly expand to nearby regions if preventative measures are not applied. So, according to the Chilean government, the main cause of forest fires is low humidity and high temperatures. And forest fires to 2,100 hectares and five houses were consumed in Quillon and in La Araucana. Is it La Araucana? No, Araucania. No. Okay, it's, it's Araucania, but this, was, oh, okay, this that article that's... spelled it wrong. But... How dare you, New York Times. The fire ravaged around 12,000 hectares of forest and destroyed small farmers' crops in the area. This year, the country has reported 49 forest fires so far, 20 of them still active as of yesterday. Not fun. Not fun. Not fun That's not or, hot.
0: Man, yeah, no, I couldn't imagine living in a... Yeah, there's, there's, oh, <laughs> God damn it.
1: It's getting late, people. Yeah. <laughs> we spent two hours trying to get the sound to work, so I'm a little delirious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah. the, the puns come to the surface. Yeah,
1: the puns right up there. So yeah, that's fire.
0: That, that, that's, that's that's fire. Um,
1: we're on fire. That's we're on Do um, you have anything else for news before we jump into talking about the presidential election?
0: Yeah, actually, I got a, I got a few short, so short, quick points which might be of interest to some of our listeners. So. We start with, uh, with the fact that the period for renovation of ID card has been extended again. You know that like some of the ID cards that have been that expired in like 2020, the government actually decreed that you don't have to renew them right now because of, you know, pandemics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can like wait until 2021 and they extended that again. Now, make no mistake this is only applies to chile nationals for some reason they did not include foreigners in that one so i don't know why even
1: for even residents
0: even residents yeah that's what i read i mean like you you can't be a foreigner and have a half in carnet if you're not a resident so
1: no, yeah, So, that's yeah, true. so <laughs> it's late, yeah. So basically, but
0: if you're chilling and you're listening to that, so, he, okay, like, listen up, this is getting complicated. It says, like, ID cards with an expiration date between March and December 2020 or and 2021 will be valid until the same day on the docu- document, but for the year 2022. And for ID cards that expired or will expire in January or February 2020, 2021, and 2022... It will be extended until the same day as indicated on the document but but for the year twenty twenty three. So So you might want to rewind and listen to this a couple of times because it's I don't know why they made it so complicated, but it because is it
1: hashtag is. Chile. No,
0: I'm kidding. So yeah, so that's one thing.
1: My current has been expired for like two years because I'm still in Tramite with my visa. So it's just like yeah. chilling. Oh, expired. God,
0: yeah. No, actually I renewed mine last year because I had to renew my passport too and I like didn't want to risk that they at the embassy they would uh, say like yeah that's a no-go because the carnet is expired you know so you don't have
1: a chilean passport though
0: no no no, no my german passport but they ask for your chilean carnet for some reason yeah so, that's weird
1: because i also renewed my passport last year every, every country has their own rules. and they didn't care about my they were like you're american uh, give me your social security number and, <laughs> and then <laughs> what was what,
0: what's what this country was? you're living in again called I,
1: oh they had also like six different documents that had the exact same like spelling and, like, the exact same document, but the title at the top of the page was different. And I, I like, f- kept filling out the wrong one. And they were like, no, it's the Form sixteen I'm like, but they're the exact same form. And he's like, yeah, but it has to be Form sixteen <laughs> one. Like, but it's the exact same form.
0: What's the matter with you? <laughs> God. Oh, God, you've got to love bureaucracy, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, but uh, I renewed my Connect and that was actually... I mean, I still had to yeah, make an appointment for, like, I don't know, two months in advance and whatever, but that went actually pretty smoothly. I was I was surprised. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I, I, I you know, mine was super fast, but I think I hit it, because I hit it during phase one in 2020, uh, yeah. like, right before the rush. Now, apparently, there's a backlog that's insane, mm. at least in the U.S. I bet if you got it done here, though, it'd be faster than yeah. if you tried to do well, it You
0: still got to stand in line and everything, but once it's your turn, they go, like, okay, uh, please... Help me your old carnet, look at the camera, picture here, what's your, your your fingerprint, your signature, okay, come back next week.
1: Yes, I think, <laughs> it, depe- boom, that's it. I think it depends on the country, right? So, because mine, of course, I had to take my own picture. Like, I don't a know, kiosk. sorry, talking
0: about the, oh, talking the about carnet the, the net, thing. Right?
1: Oh, no, no, yeah, that's easy. Oh,
0: no, no, renew my German passport, that was a completely different story. Oh, yeah, let's not get yeah, into no, that No, please no. we don't have the time for that, so... That is that. Uh, another thing that might be of interest to, to Chileans who want to travel to the U.S. anytime soon, in spite of the pandemics. There has been fake news going around that fake the news. visa waiver program that Chile is a part of, also known as the ESTA, E-S-T-A,
1: <sighs>
0: has been canceled because of uh, communism. Oh you my know,
1: <laughs> My suegra, my boyfriend's mother... Freaked out because Boric got elected. We went to see her like two days later, and she was go- she's in the US now, so she was gonna go to the US. And she was like, They canceled my visa waiver, blah 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 And I was like, Tatiana, no, they didn't. And she was like, Yes, they did. Look at this. And it was like a screenshot of somebody else's like WhatsApp phone, <laughs> WhatsApp. And I was like, El tío me I was like mandó eso. And she was like, and I was like, okay, so when did they... I mean, it had been two days since Boric had been been elected. In it, it, two days. And she was like, see, they did this already. I was like, Tatiana, first of all, I'm going to look it up on the, in the actual government website. But... Uh, but Joe Biden just called him and was like, "Congratulations!" I don't think he would have been like, "Congratulations, no more Chileans." Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. And of course, no. I looked it up on the official government website, and they and were there like, were actually "That's people fake news." Who
0: inquired on Twitter? They attacked the Chilean the the U.S. embassy here in Chile, and the U.S. They were embassy like, is like, "Is that, that true?" The fuck's they were like, "Ah, that ain't true. We're still good."
1: Well, you know, the reason why I think that this rumor got started was because months ago, months ago, there was an inquiry.
0: Yeah, about this
1: Chinese. About yeah, because um, the the people process something about the people processing the actual visas as a Chinese company, like putting the visas together. Mm. Like is a Chinese company, Mm. so the US like made an inquiry about like what was going on with that, and then the risk if the inquiry went badly would have been the visa waiver program ending. Mm. So somehow these of course nothing happened, nothing came of it, but somehow these wires got crossed. Yeah, I know they were
0: like visa, China, communism.
1: bam and full circle my suegra was so confident like she was like like kind of like filing her nails drinking tea like (laughs) see what your president did see i'm sure and 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 my boyfriend was like so when do you think this is going to come into effect she's like i'm sure it's march because as if you don't know that's when boric takes office is in march and of course i looked up the government website and i was like no also just just tatiana don't don't believe things they're like a screenshot of somebody's WhatsApp that's like somebody's like a meme like just look it up on the US website it's easy just do that
0: I just love this, uh, this this meme the card player who was just goes like he just slams the card on the table you seen that and there was like this whole thing uh, the other card players are like the family chat, and then the guy that slams the card on the table is like my aunt with fake news that somebody sent her to on that sent, she sends through the WhatsApp family chat, like bam.
1: I just don't understand. Like it is 2021, how people run with that kind of thing. Because any time somebody tells me anything like that, again, I have the same reaction my Swigeta said. Because my sister was like, the Visa waiver program. And I was like, really? Immediately popped out my phone and started Googling it. Yeah, but you're a millennial. But I don't understand
0: how... She doesn't have the same kind of media education as we did, you know?
1: I I guess I get that. But also, she's constantly on her phone, spend two seconds verifying if the stuff... Like, Two seconds especially since she was about to travel to the U.S., she was like fine. Tro- she was researching different ways to get visas so she can spend hours doing that yeah, and not, not two seconds yeah, but Googling go on if it was here. even I don't, true. I, don't think,
0: I don't think it's not that she's not able to do it, but I, think, I, I, I just guess that this generation is just still wired in a way that, okay, if... if if like information comes to me through channels that look more or less official to my brain, like uh, why would I question that? Okay. Like yes. I, I I guess it's like I don't know. I'm like an armchair psychologist here, but it's
1: I I just don't I mean, again, I sure millennial education, whatever. Just, I'm like, you should you're you're suspended from your phone, Tatiana, for a good few days. <laughs> He's like, Go to your room. Go to your room. How dare you. <laughs> and this woman also has told me that I've posted fake news before when I posted something from the New York Times. And I'm like, I'm n i am like i am
0: mainstream media man
1: no because it was like of course it was like an article about because she's right like she's like cast supporter kind of situation and it was like an article about the human rights violations that were happening in Chile and she was like nothing's not true and I was like okay well the like international human rights watch says it's true so I'm gonna go with what they say okay I'm gonna go with what they say
0: (laughs) yep makes sense
1: so anyway what else do you got
0: Well, uh, there is actually a new holiday in the making.
1: Holiday! A
0: holiday in the making called the National Day of Democracy, which just basically the lower house just passed a bill that would make October 25 a national holiday. And the day commemorates the Marcha Más Grande de Chile, the biggest march of Chile on October 25, 2019, in which more than 1.2 million people participated, as well as the referendum... Pinguino on the new constitution in 2020 so you take your pick basically it commemorates both things How am
1: I in mexico and the bill will
0: be passed on to the senate now and will be discussed there and Penguin was there at the march were you not there i and i wasn't i know i wasn't there i think i was oh in a, yeah i don't know what was i, I wasn't there
1: i, I wasn't i was also so i was in mexico when la vieja lucia died and i was in mexico during the biggest march of chilean history then too? yeah we
0: go to mexico a lot lately
1: well i i have a timeshare in mexico or I don't have one. I didn't buy it. I, I inherited it How from my that? I know. Right? Oh,
0: that's even worse.
1: <laughs> I am a horrible person. So
0: yeah. you wanna you wanna do the do the honors and yeah. make the official Oh, so <laughs>
1: the official announcement. Uh, so Gaudian Boric Font is going is the new president elect of Chile, if you didn't know. <laughs> um, so everybody everybody's super excited. That that's not a true statement. Yeah, not a lot of people <laughs> the majority of Chileans, as as per democracy um indicates, are pretty excited about it. Um I actually went out to the Plaza de la Dignidad. Put you on fire? No, just kidding. No, no. <laughs> to watch him speak live, it was actually right in front of, um, actually where the, in front of the the library, mm-hmm. the um, National Library. Congress. And was it? No. it was yeah. right in front of the National no. Library. No, not, oh, I think I'm confusing oh, countries Congress
0: here. Library Congress. of Congress, but isn't there that? That's the U.S. I don't
1: oh, know what yeah. you're talking yeah. about. Library of Congress. That's from National
0: Treasure. Yeah, From I don't know Nicholas what you're talking. It was it's just the National Library, yeah. dude. I guess it just, you know, my wires just crossed. Okay. It's so, late, guys,
1: I went out there to watch him speak and it was it was a good time. Everybody was super happy there. was a lot of dancing, a lot of people passing out because they'd been, been standing too long, but a lot of beer in the street. And weirdly enough, I got one that was super icy cold. I was like, "Man, yeah, today's today's perf- my day. Yeah, it's super, you know, because usually street beer is nice and warm. Uh, mm.
0: and
1: then it, was, oh, it was a hot oh day, God. too. So, uh, yeah, that's what happened. You went out, too, Plaza Niñoa. Yeah, I
0: just did a little...
1: Dilly-dallying?
0: Dilly-dallying. I was like,
1: yeah, you know, might as
0: well check out what's going on. And I did not expect what expected me there. I was just, I thought there were being... I mean, I knew there was going to be a hot of going on there, but that place was just... Packed packed. like streets were like people were on the streets dancing singing doing all kinds of shenanigans and I was just and I was just like
1: COVID (laughs) (laughs) because not everybody was wearing their masks. I was like I will say I was lucky everybody because again I was we were crammed like sardines yeah trying to to see the stage and I was pretty still pretty far like I got close enough to where I could see the stage but and hear Boric speak but it would I no no way would I say that I was close. So, for example, for people who know Chile really well, so he was in front of the National Library. I was probably in front of. I was close, closer to Universidad Católica, like a little bit f- further down from Católica.
0: Yeah, I have no, I have no plan. head.
1: so anyway, so I could hear him, um, not really see him, but they had him projected really big, and um, we were all cram like sardines, but everybody around me had masks on. Which was, well, at least
0: that's responsible.
1: Yeah. crammed like sardines. So far, um, I mean, I was like 90% vaccine rate, 90% vaccine rate, 90% vaccine rate. Just like saying that to myself <laughs> Sweaty, over sweat. and over. Like, we were fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. Historical day in Chile. <laughs> exactly. just, the everything's room's on fire. This is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Drinking and then pulling my mouth down to drink my beer, which was totally safe. But I was like, oh, but it's, it's, it's disinfecting my mouth.
0: So, yeah. So that was a very roundabout of saying that Boric is the new president of the, <laughs> the country. So he won... Uh, with uh, fifty five point eight seven percent, while his contender José Antonio Cast got merely forty four point one three percent, which is an eleven percent breach. And this has been an election of records, like first, like at thirty five years young, mm-hmm. uh, Boric is the youngest president in the history of Chile. Actually, he's just he's even younger than the next youngest would be Miguel Blanco Encalada, who was sworn in in eighteen twenty six,
1: and he was thirty six. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think he
0: was I don't know if he was sworn in or elected by that time. I would have to look that up because Boris is going to be 36 when he's going when to be sworn he's in. sworn and in so, right in March. Yeah, I don't know. He's still like going head to head with Miguel Blanco there, so.
1: And he got the most votes of any Chilean candidate ever.
0: Exactly. With 4,605,352. I totally did this off my head now. I have nothing written down here you know so to compare <laughs> the record so far was held by Piniera by Pineda, of all oh people God. in 2010 in the in the 2017 runoff with 3,790,397 so which means that Boris got about 22% more votes than Piñera, which is
1: um the second one be- before that was Frey
0: before Piñera? Yeah before but I think
1: that was okay. when the vote was yeah, obligatory yeah was
0: yeah, obligatory. yeah so no, no 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 but actually yeah yes but um I actually checked the numbers there too and Yes, the the vote was there was mandatory voting, but the thing is that it's, it, it didn't mean that everybody of age had to vote. You had to enroll, and then once you're enrolled, there was no way out. You know, but like
1: like the way they do in the U.S. because
0: because another record that we have here because this was also the this was also basically the the election with the most overall votes cast. No pun intended in in <laughs> any election. Even with, the
1: approval rechazo.
0: Yeah, even even that, which was eight like 8,328,761. 300, and actually, I compared this to early elections, even when it was still mandatory, and they, they didn't even come close. Mm. They didn't even come close because not as many people enrolled there.
1: Yeah, I've done my research, people. He did his research. Yeah. Pinguino, back so, off. Yeah.
0: So, but as you said, like this.
1: Pinguinos yeah. are fact checkers. So that's why if you hear us talking <laughs> to Pinguino. He's got to come back
0: to bite me in the ass. Yeah, if you point.
1: hear us talking to Pinguino and you don't hear him, it's because he like stops us and is like, no, guys, look. And then. Yeah, you're wrong. And then we're like, no, wait. Yeah. So he's a but fact checker. But you already
0: checker. mentioned that, like to compare the second Stop place. Stop having on
1: the table. I'm just
0: very. Linert passionate about these things, numbers, numbers. And stats, you know, that's, that's what gets my juices flowing. So to compare, like, the second place takes the, the 2020 referendum, uh, had an overall of 7,562,173 votes, <laughs> which is, uh, <laughs> like, 800,000 fewer than what Boric, um, no, not Boric, but, like, this last run of election. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, and curiously enough, you know what didn't happen?
1: What the Parisi
0: happen? effect didn't happen. <laughs>
1: I'm, I mean, you know.
0: I mean, it happened to Boric, if you will, you know. But it, which is funny, because a lot of people. Okay, look. So yeah, so that's this really nice saying in Chile, which goes, uh, "Después de la somos todos generales." After the war, we're all generals. Mm-hmm. And I totally want to say that. Oh, yeah. I could totally see that coming. You know, coming. And of course, Boric was going to win, but then I am probably going to listen to earlier podcasts, and I probably had my doubts about this. So
1: I mean, everybody I think that I've talked to pre, because here's the thing: is so many people thought Boric was going to win, but there was so much fear, like in so much shock after Cast beat him during the the primaries, and mm. Boric is the first ever president to win when he lost the primaries.
0: True. Good point. So there was that, a lot yeah. of people
1: that were like, reasonably, it should be Boric, but man.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, but here's okay. But the thing is that there were okay, there were a lot of. Um, and there were a lot of
1: changes. Um, knowns and there were
0: a lot of unknowns there. Like the yeah. knowns were okay. Like everybody knew that, if not all, but then a big majority of everybody who voted for, this for Provost, for Mayo was. Probably gonna vote for Boric. Yeah. The big unknown there was Parisi. W- what? W- where were the Parisi voters?
1: I hate, I hate that we had to like we as a nation had to give him so much attention because he's such a. If you don't know who Parisi is, he was the. If you've listened to one of our previous podcasts, he was a candidate. He's not legally allowed to come into mm-hmm. Chile because he hasn't paid his I mean, child support. I mean,
0: he's legally allowed into Chile, but then what's gonna oh, happen?
1: then man? he'll get arrested <laughs> because he hasn't paid his child support, and he's. And the thing is, is because he sort of, everybody sort of looked at him sort of, like, as the swing votes. Everybody was like, oh, what's gonna happen? And he, like, invited Boric and Cast to be on his podcast and was, like, throwing his weight around and, like, acting like a big, big dude. And then, in the end, it, like actually one, one of the matter what one of the
0: columnists there in the Chile today he he put it in a very nice way he said like and the third place was was taken by a youtuber hasn't set foot in Chile in a decade
1: yeah cuz <laughs> he just it, called him a youtuber it was like
0: yeah that's kind of like some setup that and
1: also he's such an asshole because like okay so he hasn't paid his child support that's that's shitty and then after the election he goes as far as to say like there's nothing for me in Chile anymore i'm not returning i'm like bitch you have yeah, kids yeah, here yeah,
0: Exactly. Oh, man, you i have didn't...
1: kids Yep, he literally said, There's nothing, nothing for me in Chile. And, like, and his kids, like, I, sitting in front yeah. of the TV. like.
0: <laughs> Dude, I was planning on saying this. I was like, Okay, no, I want to take this out of my docket there Can because you it's imagine. too long. But,
1: yeah. Oh, my gosh. I cannot with that man. Like, I have nothing in going to be bad now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, his, yeah, yeah, and yeah. His, yeah, his his new wife, I don't know if it's his girlfriend or his wife, is pregnant. And I'm like, If I were her, I would, uh, whatever. Like, let's not, again, yeah. armchair, armchair psychologist, yeah, exactly. yeah. whatever. So, but
0: anyway, so. Basically, people thought, okay, what's going to happen with the Parisi votes? Because the thing is that it wasn't really e- it wasn't really easy to tell because this could go either way. Because he's kind of like you know liberal economically, but also liberal socially. So it really depends and on. You what can't. I you, personally
1: like, can't imagine. Like I couldn't imagine uh, somebody who would vote for Parisi voting for Boris. Yeah, like we have this the, like leftish, leftish, yeah. as I like to say, left wing guy who's like super fan like. Uh, I don't know, like, Boric would definitely, you know, punish yeah. somebody very harshly for not paying their child support, you know, kinds of things like that. Like, that's a weird swing. Yeah.
0: And even Parisi himself, he did endorse Cust, you know? He was like, yep, nope, nope not gonna, not gonna endorse cust." Because Boric would not, like, but, Pescar, yeah.
1: like, he would not, he was not gonna go on that podcast, he was not gonna pay attention mm. to yeah. Parisi. I mean, it was, it was kind of,
0: it was kind of like... You could see it coming that Perisic was going to endorse Gust. Yeah, but then, he
1: just wanted to throw his weight around and get it viewers on YouTube and stuff. Like that's literally <laughs> all he wanted. Hit subscribe now. You yeah, know? hit subscribe now for all my. But you know
0: that that just goes, in my opinion, that just goes to show that like endorsements are completely like overrated. Like you say especially, that, but especially in a polarizing environment as this one. You
1: say that, but I do think, I really think that having Bachelet's endorsement for Boric, Bachelet's the former mm. president of Chile. Really helped him because she's moderate; she's very moderate, and there are a lot of people who very much idealize her. And so she came out like apparently on the right because I have I have friends who worked for the Boric campaign. Like apparently that was like a huge thing, like in uh, for their campaign when she came out and was like publicly, I support Boric because that Hmm. happened like only a few days before the Hmm. the actual election,
0: Hmm.
1: like the second election. I'd
0: be interested to see like a like a like a. And then, um, what do you to call it? Enquesta, a...
1: Uh, a no, questionnaire, like a yeah. poll. A
0: poll, right. Um, not that I don't take you by your word, but I would like... Oh, sure. Would be, it would be interesting don't to see the stats on that.
1: I, so, all you know. I know is, all, the only perspective I can tell about that is the fact that Boric's campaign, the people working for them, like they all saw that as like huge. Mm. So in their minds, and what they've told me, is like that was one of the biggest... Um, the biggest like moves forward, that in, what's her name? Sitchis? Seaches mm-hmm. being his campaign manager. Campaign manager was that what she yeah. was? Yeah, yeah. yeah, campaign manager. Seaches. Jackson
0: was spokesperson, I think. Georgia. He was his campaign manager for the first. For yeah, Georgia. For that first, then after the. Oh, election, okay. he was. He became a spokesperson and. And. I guess he just took over his job. Yeah,
1: yeah. so. <laughs> so Seaches C- also was like a huge thing because she was a campaign manager. She's was that what the president of the medical board yeah, of Chile the medical college. she's very um she's not super right wing but she is right wing she's like is very she's
0: just leftist
1: sorry I, meant, is... I didn't mean right i meant leftist sorry Strike me from the record. I meant leftist that came also, out of my. Diff-
0: these these two they marched in college together. Yeah, I know. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> I mean, I like, say that. Too. Oh, that's they, you know, yeah. That's, I mean, that's and, bonding.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. They 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 go way back. They marched together and stuff in the past. But she's very like people see her again. According to who I've talked to in the campaign, who told me that they were the Bachelet and her were very big. They were big on getting women votes. because another reason they say that Borichuan was they were like his biggest voters were women under 30 because she is very much like stands out in public breastfeeding her child and like all of these things like I'm not ashamed to be a mother and being a mother is one of the most important things and so all of these women who were on the fence about like abortion, people who support abortion want to kill babies saw this woman standing up there who has who is very much a proud mother Hmm. and um and, and from what they told me, that was a big swing in Boric's favor, that, they, that he had more women there at the front, giving him support. All right. And yeah, makes
0: sense, makes sense in a way. So yeah, coming back to Parisi, I, don't, I know that you don't want to talk about him. Ah <laughs> that guy. But I mean, just, we it can actually, talk about yeah, him. He,
1: Going back, yes, Pinguino reminded me of something I wanted to say. Also, another reason why everybody loved her is she's from the north, and Boric needed those northern votes.
0: Yeah, and he totally got those. Yep. So, um, yeah, Parisi, um man you completely threw me off right now so basically so there was actually i I read like a quick interview with somebody called estela lavin she was from panel ciudadano and she said that she kind of like explained this whole thing why why most of the votes from parisi went to boric instead of cast he said that the right has always perceived parisi as one of them because of due to his like pro entrepreneurship and innovation rhetoric but at the same time, like, he also railed against the political and economic elites, you know, which is very much a discourse that has a lot more attraction on the left side of the spectrum. Right. So, like, that issue apparently took precedence over caste's war on crime because that was apparently, to a lot of people, had a lot more importance mm-hmm. and a lot more relevance than, like, the the, the whole crime issue.
1: Right. But mm. another thing that Boric did, which he got a lot of flack from the left about but was smart, was after the primaries, he started to incorporate more tough-on-crime um ideas and words into his speeches Mm. and into his debates even in his like winning speech like it was funny because again i'm standing in this group of all of these and they were mostly like really young people right who were not the putty c voters right they were the the young leftists that are in the streets at like 10 at night sweating like pigs to watch this guy speak (laughs) right um and (laughs) do leftists sweat uh, I can tell you I was sweating, and the people around me were sweating, so unless these were cast voters all around me, and then, you know, anyway. Um, so in his speech, he actually mentioned, like, narcotráficos and blah, blah, blah. In his, like, winning speech, and I remember at the time, everybody was, like, like around me, like, scoffed. <laughs> like Because <Set> <laughs> it was such a non boric thing to say, and yeah. it was so obviously pandering to this idea that that that's something he feels like he, I mean, there's been a lot of this lately since That's he's right. gotten elected. A lot of, like, you can tell he's really trying to reach across the aisle as yeah. much as he's I mean, letting he's himself gotta do. he's got to be president
0: of everybody now, you know? And what he you really, do?
1: I, I see him trying to do that because yeah. he says some things now that, again, are probably, the, are the right things to do, but they make me a little bit uncomfortable. And I'm like, but he's doing his, he's real. I can tell he's really trying to reach across the aisle. And it's, yeah. uh, it's an interesting right. thing.
0: Okay, I want to say something that you, probably don't agree with and Ugh. you might want to fight me on this. Damn it, like, Lenny. I think I think this whole thing has been more an anti cast than a pro border vote. to be honest. I think people probably no pe- no people, I'm not gonna fight on that. Oh, one, oh, oh I man agree with I was you. looking forward to that. Okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> No yeah but I get, cast was yeah. just horrible and like just he's I mean, really, just the things he said about women, the things he said about LGBTQ people, the things he said about immigrants, it's just like, you know, like I'm like not If, you, if, I if it
0: had been it be. it instead n- of Cust, I, I, will, I wouldn't be
1: so sure that... Oh, what would he should have, have won. No, maybe yeah, not. But yeah. again, oh, I don't know. Because again, Sigil couldn't get past the primaries because he... Yeah, if, right. If, if I mean, Sigil okay. hadn't been such a dummy yeah, and had actually... put his foot in
0: it a couple of times. Yeah, you know. if he
1: had actually not done illegal stuff, you know, <laughs> <laughs> then Oh, come maybe, on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't put the bar too high. I did
1: again, that. for example, just one of my students was telling me um, that his mother oh, this is a, another huge thing that swayed people to vote for board H which this might well I, I say this might not seem like a big deal I think everyone listening would be like yeah I can see that um so penguin is probably gonna have to jump in here and correct me a little of the details but um there was a vote against the cruelty of animals like ah. to, to make like um certain like the abuse of animals illegal right it and there was legal. a what
0: ah, Le chulito. lechulito, chulito.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, and to make the abuse of animals illegal, mm-hmm. right? And the only person who voted against that bill was Cast. <laughs> every other every other Congressperson was, yeah, it should be illegal to abuse animals. And Cast was like, no. <laughs> yeah, gee, what was his reasoning?
0: It was something very oh. outlandish. I saw the video. There was a video where he explained why, but, it, uh, but like, it's not necessary because because people I don't know reasons. People don't do it because
1: people's liberty to be able. To- decide about um, I, people's liberty to be able to decide if they man hurt, should be above it. animal law anyway, so you know? my student said like his mother voted like went out does not vote went out and voted for boric the first leftist candidate she's ever voted for because cast voted against the animal cruelty bill and i was like okay then so like you saying That's like what it takes. Fine, i mean you me. you saying that it was more against cats than for So yeah. I believe. I mean, this woman was like, I'm not voting for a guy that thinks that it's okay to be cruel to animals. Yeah. And like, yeah. And of course, now we have Brownie. Of course, we have to mention Brownie, <laughs> Brownie the, first
0: the first dog, the
1: first dog. So Brownie is the first dog his of own Chile. Twitter account. He's adorable. He has his on Twitter and is on Instagram. Oh boy. And he he oh, okay so <laughs> uh, stories, uh, stories composure composer so, uh, composer so he's adorable right and you should follow him and he's funny and he actually posts he you know whoever is posting it I'm sure it's not Bodhi I'm sure maybe one of his brothers or something yeah, I think Boris posts is, I a think lot so of stuff too. about animal rights and no spends all day posting about brownie of
0: what of, presidency what do middle,
1: mean? in the middle of the meeting wait wait
0: wait wait <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you got you got a cabinet to form like what are you,
1: what are you what are you oh, talking man. about? He's, that that man has been working like nonstop because like he's been tweeting all the time. Oh man, he's working. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, as he's supposed to. So what I was going to say is, whoever is running Brownie's page, which I I guarantee it's not Bortich, because they posted this video of Brownie, um, and the who's like running around the background and the song is he's a happy dog he's a happy dog but if you listen to the lyrics at the very end it says he's such a happy dog we're gonna cut off his balls and in 10 years we'll put him to sleep and i was like oh my god God." And that's I was like, oh, oh my god, I don't think they listened to the listen- lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, the lyrics were in English. You're gonna like, happy dog
0: fine, bad, And in the,
1: We'll cut oh. off his balls and in, and in ten years we'll put him to sleep. And I was like, holy sh- nope, they did not. And the thing is, I looked at the comments and nobody like pointed it out. And so I I had okay, to type phoom, it there. the bullet. I had to type it. I put I put oh, it. Oh, traitor! <laughs> no, I just went. I was like, guys, nobody noticing this, like. Nobody's, like, noticed the the use of the word balls and put him like, okay, oh, whatever. I thought he was just
0: playing fetch with the oh balls, my gosh. you know?
1: It was, it was, I couldn't stop laughing because <laughs> I was, like, they saw Happy Dog, like, lyrics and probably just uploaded that with the background and, like, listened to it a little bit and then I was, like, oh, it's cute because it was a cute song but then, because I was, like, oh, it's so cute. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Brownie is adorable. You should follow him, and he does all these things about like animal rights. So he's an animal rights activist. Yeah. Brownie is.
0: Oh well, yeah. Well, I, I really hope that Boris can push through a lot of the things that he has on his agenda. But I mean, you know, realistically, the like, mic. realistically closer to the mic, I think personally that. I hope people are not exceeding their own expectations there because there's not going to be a lot of change going on, to be honest, because he has to deal with a very fragmented Congress. Yeah. There's going to be a shift to the left, definitely, throughout the next four years. That's how I see it. And I think, and that's actually one of the most important things right now, I think there's going to be peace and quiet on the streets for at least the next that's couple the of thing. months. That's the thing. Until people get like antsy, they notice, hold oh, well, on, changes are not happening immediately. we got to go out again. You know, <laughs> this is going to well, happen. But you know... for now, I, I
1: feel like, so actually something I've written down here is Boric actually met with, beep, boop, bop, um, the general director of the Carabineros, uh, Richard Yanez, which again, controversial move on his part, like, you yeah, know. But
0: also presidential duty but in way. But you know?
1: again, that's why I'm like, go best friend. You know, like he's try, do, trying to do his job in the way yep. that he's supposed to be doing his job. Good for him. You know, it might not be something a lot of people agree with because a lot of people. I mean, yes or yes, the Carabineros have committed crimes against humanity since the Estallido, since the social movement, and um, he is sitting down with them and talking things out with them, and that is really a great thing. Mm. I mean, it's hard to swallow in some ways, especially if you and have a family member 40s. Who's, he is, yeah, I mean, again, um, he has been, it, you know, it's funny because people are like, he's so young. I'm like, this guy has been sitting down at the table with politicians since he was 13 years old. <laughs> no he kidding. has been in the room with politicians since he was 13 years old. In the room where it happened. In the room where it happened, the room where it happened. And, he, I mean, so he's not he's not intimidated. He's going to do what he needs to do. And that's impressive. Like, I get it. It's uncomfortable. It, you know, it kind of makes me go, Ugh! A little but it, it's what he's supposed to be doing so he met with Yanez and um, he said Boric said regardless of the criticism that I may have and the improvements that the institution has to have we have to make them together with the Carabineros and that is what we discussed with the general director of the Carabineros Mr. Yanez today so he's going straight to the top and being like this thing's got to change but I think that it is a really a smart move from him because Again, the there's he's being very diplomatic about it, and I yeah. think that's the best way that he's going to provoke change in Chile right now. And
0: this is also a great signal, and actually I'm going to get to that point more specifically a little further on, but uh, this is what he's doing right now. He's basically sending out signals saying, I'm not a radical leftist. I'm not trying to overthrow the system here. Yep. I'm trying to aim for peace and quiet. Don't worry, Chile's not going to... You know, burn. Yeah. (laughs) Please come back and bring your money. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, because he's not stupid. Like he is. You know, he's a he's a modern day leftist. Right. So he knows how things work. Um, and you know, it's been the thing is is the the only people that are scared of Boric are people are Chileans, right? Are people living? (laughs) No, I mean seriously, because like the the rest of the world is not like. It's not, like, shying away from him. Canada's reaching out. The U.S. has reached out. France has reached out. Germany's reached out. All of the, Even Bolsonaro has reached out. Like, people from all over the world are congratulating Boric and...
0: Yeah, well, I think Bolsonaro says congratulations to the Chilean sure. people.
1: No, <laughs> no, no. no. Say- I 100% know that was through gritted teeth from Bolsonaro. But what I'm yeah. saying is the world's not scared of what's happening in Chile. Yeah. Only Chileans are because they've been listening to this discourse from Cast. Yeah. For the past year, that Boric cast. is going no, not only it's cast. so
0: ingrained in this culture that like everything left of center is communism.
1: I mean, because again, it, there's it's the history of this country, yeah. right? That's and how the you is
0: way to the right. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, it's the history of this country, right? So you can't you can't maintain the type of dictatorship they maintained for so long, and then almost like win the sea vote without having a really good propaganda machine. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. had the best propaganda machine supported by one of the most powerful countries in the world. So so that's neither here yeah. nor there. But Boric went on to say, back to the Paco thing, Boric went on to say that regard... Uh, sorry, nope, that was what I already read. So he said um, that they have the peace of mind right now, the Carabineros, in particular something that worries... Yanez a lot is the issue of pensions, which I'm not quite sure why they he was he wanted to talk about pensions, but that's what the the what Yanez wanted to talk about, and he said that he was worried and he, and Boric told him that he wasn't going to do anything foolishly and insanely foolish that everything is going to be discussed together with many people involved. People are very scared about their pensions because. That's one of the things Boric is targeting immediately. Is the yeah. the, base. Like the
0: pension? Ah, okay, not not just for the Carabineros. Yeah, that's well, yeah. that I is mean, a big issue. Actually, people have brought this up. Like, you need to tackle this because this is a this is a hot button topic.
1: That's actually get, getting to that. Yeah. So, um, but sticking with the Carabineros thing. Um, so many things to talk about. Yeah. So, <laughs> Boric wants to re-found. The Carabineros to reestablish rights in the institution because from his perspective, one of the reasons why the the institution is doing so many bad things is because from the beginning of the training all the way to where they get on the streets, it's just not working anymore. So he just wants to sort of refound them because, again, they were refounded on a very violent in very violent discourse. So like refounding them and maybe a discourse of like um, instead of like keeping the peace, protecting people. Right, coming at it from a different angle. And he said, a reform of the Carabineros is required, and the general, the general Yanez, tells me that they are very available to have this conversation and not only a declaration of good intentions, but execute them. I'm like, damn.
0: Yeah, but I mean, what else was he gonna say?
1: Well, no, but I think, again, these conversations are being had, and the general could have been like, I really don't think this is going to work. Like, I'm very hesitant. He's <laughs> escort
0: Mr. Boric out of the building.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Like, or he could have refused to, to talk with him. Right. Especially because, again, Boric is the face of the estallido. Yeah. Like, one of the faces, really. And they had a meeting, and apparently it was fruitful. It, again, I think it's a good sign cautiously moving forward no, again no, totally uncomfortable it's kind of an uncomfortable thing to say because you're like okay so this institution has committed human rights it's done some really horrible things and now the president-elect from the left is talking with them like okay make sure you're not you know because he still wants to represent those victims right but he also knows yeah, that he has, he has a bigger job he has a bigger job to do so yeah anyway so um pensions related to that Okay, so Boric was talking about Piñera's um, pension reform, mm-hmm. saying that it is bread for today and hunger for tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. called the Universal Guaranteed Pension, the PGU, and is it's an economic aid of 185,000 pesos for all adults over 65 who belong to the 90% of the most vulnerable population. I could talk about how that wouldn't work for an hour. But anyway, so what Boric wants to do is to... Mm, again, there, it's okay. So let me just say what G- Giorgio Jackson said. He tweeted, "We want to advance in higher pensions and in greater coverage, but the project that the government presented has no financing, which is fiscally irresponsible and may leave a financial hole for the next government." So again, yeah. like you can't just propose things that you can't do.
0: Yeah, but you know what? what I think it's funny, and I'm just—I don't mean this in a sarcastic, sarcastic way or anything. It's just like this whole discourse of like well how do you want to finance that is usually the right
1: yeah, harping
0: the left-wing projects and all of a sudden Boric is just now basically just railing against Piñera. I was like, well, have you thought this through financially? It was like, what is going Again, on? The, the tables new, have turned. It's know?
1: the new left. It's the educated left, right? Like these people, if you're going to be a leftist in 2021, how many times have you had to talk to people and defend the way that you believe? Especially in a country like Chile. Yeah. you got to be highly but educated, highly intelligent. Yeah,
0: during his campaign trail, like how many times did the right-wing question Boric's plans? That was just the whole irony yeah, and awesome. Boric
1: is just like, let me pull out this thing. And <laughs> when, like, like the scroll, like, going all the way around, these are the ways I'm going to finance this. Because that's always, that's, that's the discourse of the right. They just, like, have those hot-button things. How are you going to finance it? How are you going to finance it? How are you going to finance it? it's like, dude, this is the way. How is he going to finance that shit? Nobody's asking Pineda that question. <laughs> anyway. Deep so, breath. Boric said, I believe that we all agree that we have a duty um, to improve the pensions of the Chileans, and that there is no political fight that justifies the fact that Chileans who have worked all their lives should continue with misery, miserable pensions. And he also said, what the government has presented so far, we believe it is moving in the right direction in the idea of universal guaranteed pensions, but we're going to work in our government so that it is a higher amount and gives dignity to all the elderly and we're gonna ha- he says we're going to have all the necessary conversations in parliament with the government to seek to solve this problem because we cannot approve something at the last minute if we're not going to be able to finance it. He said, I am open, and we have discussed it with parliamentarians and debated it. It is not slamming doors or making political roosters, which I'm not sure. That's a, a red, like, I think that's a weird translation. Yeah. The important thing is that the pensions rise in a responsible and sustainable way over time. Hot. Nice. So, um, guys, we're going to have to do this in two parts because we just got a a lot to say. We got a lot to say. So I hope you enjoyed the first part. So we're going to continue talking about Boric, the aftermath of the elections, what the international community thinks in our next episode. So stay looking forward to part two, and we'll see you in (laughs) the The Chile Today podcast is produced and edited by podcast pinguino Diego Rivera, and it is starring Leonard Kluge and Bethany Francis.
0: Oh, but one of these days, I just want you to not butcher my name. <laughs> Leonard Kluge, you mean?
1: Leonard Kluge. Bye. <laughs>